0: Welcome to the Theosoul podcast, where theology meets sociology, along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Sunday School Sundays. This is when we set aside some time for Christian education. We'll go over a Bible lesson. We'll read the scripture verses. We will discuss the background of the lesson setting. Then we'll do a verse-by-verse breakdown exposition style. Finally, we have some life application, conclusion, and we are in with some discussion questions. During this past few episodes of Sunday School Sundays, we have been going through our summer semester teaching series entitled, God is Sovereign, Liberating, and All-Wise. The focus is the many facets of God's wisdom, as recorded in the book of Proverbs, in Jesus' teaching, as presented in the four Gospels, and in the New Testament letter attributed to James. We're on week number five, but just a recap, in last month in June, weeks one through four, we talked about wisdom and Proverbs. We talked about the call of wisdom in Proverbs chapter 1. Week 2 was the value of wisdom, or chapter 2. Week 3, we talked about the gifts of wisdom, Proverbs chapter 8. And then, last week, week number 4, dealt with wisdom's feasts, with Proverbs chapter 9. This month, as we transition from the month of June to the month of July, we're going to be talking about The topic of wisdom in the Gospels, weeks five through seven, weeks five through eight, is about wisdom's vindication, wisdom that amazes, the wisdom of Jesus, and wisdom—the way, the truth, and the life. As we look at all four gospel accounts, we will see that Jesus is an all. Wise, he is the God man. Today's Bible lesson will come from Matthew chapter 11, verses 7 through 19. The key verse, the memory verse, is verse 19. We're going to be reading it from the King James Version as well as the New American Standard Version. The King James Version of Luke chapter of Matthew chapter 11 verse 19 says the son of man came eating and drinking and they say behold a man gluttonous and a wine bibber a friend of publicans and sinners but wisdom is justified of her children from the New American Standard Bible it says the son of man came eating and drinking and they say behold a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. As we continue, let's set the scene for this Bible lesson of Matthew chapter 11, verses 7 through 19. It takes place around the region of Galilee, which is centered around the Sea of Galilee, which is north Of the city of Jerusalem and the area known as Judea. The year is around the year 26 through 28 AD. Our unifying principle and introduction. People often label unusual or unexpected behavior as eccentric, foolish, or even wrong and sometimes vilify the person whose behavior they condemn. What should we think when someone's behavior is unexpected? In Matthew, Jesus said his and John's behavior, while unusual in their day, eventually would prove wise. This week, we transition from studying the wisdom of Proverbs and consider the gospel's teaching on wisdom. Christians live counter to culture. It's not easy to be different, especially when others misunderstand our intentions. Yet, as we learn from Proverbs, fearing the Lord and walking in wisdom causes us to stick out like sore thumbs because God's holy standards are contrary to cultures. Today, we'll learn about two men bold enough to live wise, God honoring lives when others deemed them odd and eccentric. The Gospel of Luke informs us John the Baptist's ministry began in the 15th year of the reign Tiberius, Caesar, the year A.D. 26. Jesus began his public ministry shortly thereafter when he was about 30 years old. For further reference, see chapter 3, verse 1, and chapter 3, verse 23 of the gospel according to Luke. Today's Bible lesson will break down verses 7 through 19. the Gospel according to Luke, chapter number 11. Section 1 is entitled, The Jews Foolishly Reject John the Baptist. We will be reading verses 7 through 11. From the New American Standard Bible, it reads as follows. As these men were going away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you. And one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. That was the New American Standard Bible version of Matthew chapter 11, verses 7 through 11. Section 1 is entitled, The Jews Foolishly Reject John the Baptist. To understand the context for today's lesson, We'll review Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Jesus and his disciples had been ministering throughout Galilee. His relative and forerunner, John the Baptist, sat in prison, wondering if Jesus truly was the long-awaited Messiah he had believed him to be since the womb. See Luke chapter 1, verses 41 through 44. John had been imprisoned. For details, see Matthew chapter 11 verses 1 through 4, also Matthew chapter 4 verse 12, and Mark chapter 6 verses 16 through 20. And his imprisonment has been the impetus for Jesus to continue the ministry John had announced. Though he had expressed faith in Jesus, incarceration was taking a toll on John causing him to need confirmation and clarity of Jesus' identity. John also probably was swayed by popular expectations of the Messiah. Most Jews were expecting their Messiah to deliver them from political oppression, which was the reason for John's imprisonment. So, John sent his disciples with a message to Jesus. Quoting verse 3, are you the one, or should we expect someone else? Jesus simply could have said yes, yet he chose to give evidence and facts to John, proving his messiahship. He told John's disciples to, quoting verse 4, report to John about what you hear and see. There were miraculous healings. The dead had been raised, and the gospel was reaching the poor. Matthew's goal in chapter 11, verses 7 through 19, was to reveal the rejection in the hearts of the Jewish people. First of John the Baptist, and then Jesus. Recall Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, in which Lady Wisdom said, quote, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me, end quote. Because Jesus did not fit their expectations of the Messiah, many Jews and their religious leaders were unable to receive Jesus' message and ministry. Their rejection should remind us that when we do not understand all that God is doing or his messengers, We should pray for and diligently seek wisdom to understand from God's perspective. After sending John's disciples back with evidence confirming his identity, Jesus turned his attention to the crowd around him and used this opportunity to talk about John the Baptist. The people in the crowd probably were familiar with John and his ministry, primary setting for John's ministry was in the wilderness or desert of Judea, Matthew chapter 3 verse 1, and he certainly had a unique fashion sense and diet, Matthew chapter 3 verse 4. Still, people went out of their way to hear and see John. From Jerusalem, all Judea and the vicinity of the Jordan were flocking to him. Matthew chapter 3, verse 6, as they were captivated by his methods and message of repentance. In verse 7, Jesus asks the crowd a poignant question. What were those who were traveling to the wilderness to hear John expecting to witness? Certainly they were not expecting to see a reed swayed by the wind metaphor for a person who lacks wisdom and conviction and is easily swayed by others. They would not have been expecting to see a wealthy teacher. It is as if Jesus were telling them that they knew what they were seeking when they made the trek into the desert. John, the mighty prophet of God, because his reputation preceded him. In verse 9, Jesus confirmed that regardless of whether they realized it, John exceeded their expectations. He was more than a typical Old Testament prophet. From his miraculous conception to elderly and barren parents, John had been given a mission that set him apart from all other prophets. Quoting Luke 1, 15-17, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit before he is born. He will return many people of Israel to the Lord, their God. He will go on before the Lord to ready a people prepared for their Lord. In verse 10, Jesus quoted Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 to identify John as the prophesied messenger and himself as the promised Messiah. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus used verbiage such as, I assure you, truly I tell you, or verily I say unto you, to emphasize what he was about to say. Jesus affirmed none was greater than John the Baptist because of his divine purpose and commitment to obedience. Also notice at the end of verse 11, that Jesus introduced a new measuring stick for greatness to show that success from God's perspective typically does not correspond to society's ideals. John's imprisonment was not the image of success then or today. Yet, wisdom in action requires us to see from God's perspective rather than our own. These countercultural kingdom values and perspectives Jesus was teaching in verse 11 would have been difficult for the Jews to accept. When we willingly yield our hearts and our hands to God to fulfill his purposes through us, the outcome may not always be success as determined by worldly cultural standards. However, humility in the kingdom is great. Matthew chapter 19, verse 30, echoes this truth. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Section 2 is entitled, Jesus Challenges the Jews to Listen and Accept. We'll be reading verses 12 through 15 of Matthew chapter 11. Again, from the New American Standard Bible, it reads as follows. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah, who was to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. section 2 is entitled, Jesus Challenges the Jews to Listen and Accept. Remember that Matthew's goal in chapter 11 verses 7 through 19 was to reveal the rejection in the hearts of the Jewish people toward John and Jesus. To this end, Jesus made an interesting comment explaining that from the beginning of John the Baptist's ministry, Up to the moment he was addressing the Jewish crowd, quoting verse 12, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people are attacking it. The New King James Version translates this verse in a way many often have quoted this verse The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. This verse has been hard for commentators to interpret. The goal of the commentary for this verse is not to take a position on this difficult-to-interpret text, but to consider a possible meaning in the larger context of the passage. Remember, John had been arrested and imprisoned at this point in his ministry, and Jesus had begun to face major opposition from the Jewish leaders. Given this context, It is plausible to view verse 12 to mean that as Jesus' kingdom agenda advanced, it has been and will continue to be forcefully opposed by hostile people, including the Jewish leaders who did not want to see this happen. Indeed, Jesus' enemies relentlessly sought to silence his message and mission. However, if the grave didn't have the power to stop God's plan of salvation for humanity, nothing on earth could either. In verse thirteen, Jesus affirmed the purpose of the Old Testament prophets, and the law was to reveal the humanity was re- to reveal to humanity God's plan for salvation. Jesus was the turning point. In history, and the one who came to fulfill the prophecies and the law, He is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. See John 1 and 29, and the one who gave his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20 and 28. Malachi chapter four, verses five and six, which also happens to be the last two verses of the last book of the Old Testament prophesied that one who is representative of Elijah is coming before the day of God's judgment to provide an opportunity for the Jews to return to the faith of their ancestors. Jesus affirmed John the Baptist fulfilled the role of Elijah. Now that Jesus the Messiah was present among them, they had the opportunity to experience the long-awaited Messiah and his kingdom. However, there are two requirements of the Jews. First, they must be willing to accept it, verse 14. Second, they must listen attentively with open ears and hearts, verse 15. Wisdom in action requires God's people to be willing to hear and see from his perspective to pursue his heart, and to have his attitude. When our values, beliefs, and actions collide with God's plan and instructions, we must abandon them in submission to his will rather than hold on tighter to that which he's asking us to release. Many of the Jews were unwilling to let go of their wrong thinking. In fact, they preferred to kill Jesus rather than change their minds we do well to remember the wisdom from proverbs we studied in lesson 2 that when we struggle to make sense of god's agenda commands and expectations quote if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure then You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, end quote. Quoting Proverbs chapter 2, verses 3 through (laughs) 5. Section 3 of our Bible lesson is entitled, The Proof is in His Deeds. We will be reading verses 16 through 19 of Matthew chapter 11. From the New American Standard Bible, it reads as follows. But to what what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to the other children and say, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds." Section 3 is entitled The Proof is in His Deeds. After paying tribute to John the Baptist and challenging the Jews in the crowd to accept and receive the message he and John proclaimed, Jesus condemned their unbelief. In verse 16, this generation refers to hypocritical Jewish people and religious leaders who rejected John. And Jesus. Jesus referred to an ancient game similar to Simon Says, in which there is an appropriate response to each action that is called out by a player. To play the game correctly, there must be a response in the form of participation. For example, when a child played a flute, the other children were supposed to dance. See verse 17. Using this illustration, Jesus compared the Jews to spoiled children who pout and whine when they do not get their way. Similar to the unresponsive, non-participatory children in this game, the Jews were unresponsive to the ministries of John the Baptist and Jesus And they refused to participate in God's plan of salvation for all humanity. According to verse 18, Jesus said they rejected him and John for different, yet equally ridiculous reasons. Quote For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking, and you say he's possessed by a demon. The son of man, on the other hand, feasted and drunk. And you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners, end quote. The people's hearts were hardened by the fact that John and Jesus did not fit their preconceived notions of expectations. And nothing either did made the general public happy. Instead of repenting, the people persisted in looking for reasons to reject and derail their ministries. Jesus closed with a nod to wisdom in verse 19. He informed the dissenters that wisdom proves or shows she is right by her deeds or her children The idea is that Jesus' claim to be the Messiah is proven by actions and works. The same actions and deeds John the Baptist had heard about while in prison in Matthew chapter 11 verse 2. The same evidence Jesus instructed John's disciples to report back to him in Matthew chapter 11 verses 4 through 6. Jesus asserted that anyone who observed either ministry with humble, honest, and receptive hearts will see the righteousness of their work. Wisdom in action, per our lesson title, requires God's people to be discerning based on what a person produces. Jesus said we easily are able to identify real and false prophets by the fruit they produce. See Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 and 16. The lesson applied in some concluding remarks. The desire to conform and be like everyone else is something we all are able to identify with. However, Jesus and John the Baptist show us that being different and that we are led by a kingdom agenda is God's plan for his children. We are challenged to prioritize obedience to God. In America, we have just celebrated Independence Day. The example of John the Baptist and Jesus should encourage us to live independently of the world's expectations. Even if people call us out for being odd or different, we must learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable for the cause of Christ. Let's talk about some discussion questions with our Bible lesson. Number one. The actions of Jesus differed from the actions of John the Baptist, yet both acted and spoke in ways that were considered unusual in their day and wise from God's perspective. Why do we, why might we consider these men to be wise in God's economy? Question number two. Why was the ministry of John the Baptist Necessary. Before we leave you here at the Theosoul Podcast, we will always like to give you some homework when it comes to Sunday School Sundays. The homework is in the form of the DDR, the Home Daily Devotional Readings. This will lead us to next week's Bible lesson. Here are the readings. Everything has its time and season. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 2 through 8. Perform your God-given task. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 9 through 15. The firstborn belong to God. Numbers chapter 3 verses 11 through 13. Jesus presented to the Lord. Luke chapter 2 verses 21 through 24. Simeon praises God for the child. Luke chapter 2 verses 25 through 35. Anna speaks about the child Christ. About the Christ child. Luke chapter 2 verses 36 through 38. The wise boy Jesus amazes teachers. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 verse 7. Luke chapter 2 verses 39 through 52. And that will lead us for week number five, week number six, that is, in our series on wisdom as we we'll talk about the boy Jesus or wisdom that amazes from Ecclesiastes chapter three and from Luke chapter two. This has been another episode of the Theosoul podcast as we had Sunday School Sundays. We hope you enjoyed the following podcast episode. As always, you can find the Theo Soul Podcast on many platforms, including Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Thank you for joining us, and have a great evening. Goodbye.